Hello and welcome to Money Talk with X-Hedge, a podcast where we talk about finance, economy, money, politics or anything related to it in a beginner's perspective. I'm Dean, your host for today. In this episode, we are going to ask the big question. Can you actually get rich by trading stocks? Or is it just some fantasy that people create to make you pay them? For our listeners who doesn't know, we have also published a similar article in our Medium page and our website. So if you want to read it instead of listen to it, you can head to our Medium page or you can go to our website and we will provide the link in the show note below. So do give it a look if you want to. So back to our big question. In X-Hedge, we prefer to be very frank with you because we believe that trust is an important thing. So here's the simple answer, which is um, actually, no, you can't get rich by trading. Thank you for listening to our episode today. Just kidding. Alright, but we don't want to discourage you, but instead we want to look and learn into why 90% or maybe some research says around 95% of traders lose their money. Well, not being able to get rich, it doesn't mean that you cannot make money. It's just that when it comes to trading, you have to set your expectations straight. Now, we will go with this one particular fact first which is a lot of researchers point out that around 90% to 95% of traders lose their money trading for the day. Then why do you see there's like a bulk of people flaunting expensive cars, gourmet lunches and you know going to places like Shangri-La on a daily basis. So how come these people are able to afford this lifestyle if you can't get rich by trading when that's the only thing that they only talk about. Now here's the most likely situation. First is that they are already rich, so you can't compare them with people of like you and I, right? People who just uh, invest or trade based on what we earn from month to month, you know. So these people, for example, if they earn 5% from their trade, which is actually quite a lot, let's just put it at 2%. So if they earn 2% from their trades, it could be a few thousand bucks right and it's not like our trade you know like sometimes uh, when so sometimes when i earn from my trade it would be just maybe at most a few hundred bucks for the month i mean to me that is good enough so you can't compare yourself with the people who are already rich the amount of money they make from a single trade is not the same as yours and the second thing is that they make money from teaching people on how to trade So it's not really that it's their trading that gives them the money, it's the lessons, the classes that they organize and conduct. These are their real source of income. Some of them took the length and go for pump and dump scams. So how it works is like, for example, they get a few followers, like maybe a few hundred followers to follow them. Like, hey, I know how to trade. I can show you which stock to buy. You are guaranteed to get money. Just in case you don't know yet, when they guarantee you things, it is, it's a red flag in the first place. So 
when their followers start to follow them and they start to buy all of these stocks and you know the price would go up what the followers don't know is that these people have already bought it in day zero so the followers are going to believe in these people they start to going to rally for their stock and this so-called cult leader will dump all of their stocks right and if the followers are lucky enough they get to sell it at the point where the price goes up but in many cases a lot of people are going to lose their money and the last possible circumstances in which traders are rich is when you work for big big firms and it's not really your trading that gets you the money but rather the fat paycheck that you get every month that is what makes you rich so again in all of these three scenarios it's not really trading that makes you rich it's either you are already rich or it's that you get it from another source of income related to trading but not trading itself now we will go to the second question which is why many retail traders lose their money first and foremost is that this is based on research by the way retail traders would usually herd into attention grabbing stocks just in case for our followers who doesn't know retail traders are normal traders you know people like you and i in financial terms there are retail traders and there are institutional traders which is big big firms like jp morgan or whatever now retail traders you can't really blame them for this behavior but like it or not this behavior is the one that usually leads them to their doom retail traders would often look into social media they would read the news what is only available to them so in many cases news would only report things that are attention grabbing for example they look at the news and they read hey nvidia's price is going up like threefold or i don't know five times its original price it's very enticing it's very encouraging you know it's very persuasive so they tend to rally and herd into this kind of stocks but what they don't know is that when it's out on the news already it means that the initial trade has been done the news that you are hearing is when the race is almost ending in most cases so they would usually jump into a trend that is almost ending so they would buy at a high price they stay hopeful and when the price falls they lose their money it's as simple as that sadly the second factor in which many retail traders lose their money is that they tend to be very emotional in which if you want to trade you cannot be too greedy and you cannot be fearful so what you have to do is you have to have a plan you have to have a strategy and mind you you, you can't really copy other people's strategy i mean you can try sometimes people make profit from it but different people have different preference you know tolerance to risk tolerance to loss so you can't really be emotional you have to stick to your strategies and regardless if you lose money for the day just accept it you know but a lot of people they tend to like flip-flop with their strategies like they think hey you know maybe if i hold a bit longer the price will go up and you know when it's actually the best time for them to sell so in the end they lose money instead of making it you don't want this to happen so stick to your strategy don't follow your emotion the third reason on why a lot of retail traders especially new ones lose their money is on overconfidence i'm guilty of it as well when you start to trade you thought like hey 
perhaps I am different from the others. And I hate to break it to you, no one is special in trading, it's a dog eat dog world. Everyone is trying to make money and almost everyone lose their money. You can't think that you are special, you are just like everyone else. You know, you have to have knowledge, you can't just walk in empty handed thinking that hey, maybe I have just the gut feeling for success. You can't do that. You have to do your calculations, you have to do your maths, look into financial statements, you have to do your researches. If you are a technical analyst, you have to know the kind of charts, the sentiments that are playing in the market. All of this is something that a lot of new traders especially are lazy to do or they don't have the time to do. So they just went in high and dry and you know in the end lose their money. And another reason is that you must make a profit when you trade. So for example, if you give $10 for your trade and then hey, the price goes up and then the price goes down again and before it goes even lower, you decided, hey, let's just break even. So you sell at $10. Mathematically, you don't lose your money, right? You give 10 and you get 10. But what you don't look at is the cost, the commissions, the fees and everything else that you have to pay when you trade. This is a lot of things that many retail traders, especially new ones, overlooked. So you have to take into account all of these commissions, the fees and everything. And in many cases, if you don't make a profit for the day, it means that you are losing your money. That's why trading is hard. Next is inflation. So for example, you are constantly making profit for the year, right? In year one, you make 2%. In year three, you make 3%. It's not big, but it's a profit anyway inflation will often eat into your profit if you have a thousand dollar today which you can buy for example item abc and you decided not to buy it you decided to be wise with your money and you decided to trade that is very good we applaud you for that but here's the thing if your trade makes for example after after one year it makes up into 1200 but the price of item abc is still at 1200 due to inflation it means that you are not going anywhere with your money you might have as well bought item abc in the first place you know so that's why you have to take into account that inflation will always eat up into your profitability always take inflation into account when doing your calculations next is slippage a lot of people lose their money because of slippage slippage is a term that refers to say you want to buy a stock at five dollars but no one is gonna sell to you at five dollars so maybe you can get it at 5.1 dollars so that is what we call a slippage you buy the stock at a price of when when the stock is at the price of five dollars for example but the actual amount that you will have to pay for a stock that actually is worth five dollars is 5.1 so that 0.1 dollar is your slippage now another factor which eats up into your money and i don't think we even have to discuss about this is taxes but a lot of people overlooked it when you make money you will have to slice it a bit and give your lovely government part of the apai and i guess that's it for tax 
if you go for trading funds you will always have to take into account their management fees management fees are no small matter whereby there are a few researchers that shows actively managed funds tend to underperform the market and here's the thing you will also have to pay for the management fees so imagine that your fund is currently underperforming the market which means that you lose money and on top of that you will also have to pay for their management fee how good is that not really isn't it another thing that many traders especially new ones they overlook is that deciding not to buy is actually a decision as well as much as you decide to buy stock a compared to stock b not buying is a decision and you should be proud of it if a stock doesn't go well with your strategy, it doesn't go well with your risk tolerance, then just drop it. You know, I know that it might sound hard because you have already done a lot of researches, you've spent a lot of time, you've done this, you've done that. But hey, if you think that you're going to lose money from it, just back off and look for new stocks. It's the best decision, trust me. And... In many cases, a lot of retail traders, they lose money because of skill issues. Because they don't have enough skill and knowledge to be trading, but they are somewhat overconfident, just like what we mentioned before. So these people, they would usually just walk straight in without any proper knowledge into how to gauge into market sentiments. And in the end, they lose money and they quit. It's a very quick shelf life for these people. And the next thing is information. A lot of retail traders they lose the information game and it's not something that you can blame them for because hey you, we are just normal people we go to work we get back from work we earn our salary we slice it a bit and we use it for trades but compared to all of the big big guns these people in wall street the access to information is very crucial because in the end trading is about guessing the market sentiment right you want to know how the sentiment is going to be so information will definitely move the market. You know, if a company is going to sack their CEO or if a company is going to expand or if they are going to, you know, downsize or whatever, all of this will affect the price in which the stock is going to be traded at. So who will have the first hand access to information? Are you or am I going to get it? I would say not really because you know i'm just a normal person you're just a normal person but who is going to have lunches with all of the ceos the people inside the companies the higher ups the high execs of course the big big bankers the big financial institutions all of these people they have inside the information so by default they would usually win the information war so if these people try to persuade you say hey you know this stock is a good buy that stock is a bad buy you might want to take it with a grain of salt because these people are already winning so why would they want to share the slice of their pie with you guys in many cases they are already trying to offload their exposure which in a simpler term means that they are just trying to sell the stock and make the profit for the day it's not always bad but whenever these people give you suggestions you might want to take it with a grain of salt and here's the thing there is no one person that can be constantly profitable right that's why a lot of investment firms they have a lot of analysts they have a lot of traders because each of these traders they have different strategies 
for example there is person a b and c so in this particular season a's strategy is doing good you know he's making a lot of money and then in a certain season a is going to lose money and this is where b and c is going to come to the picture and try to shoulder the burden this is what we call as risk diversification I mean normal traders, normal investors like you and I, we also have risk diversification. But the way that we do it is that we buy different kind of stocks, we buy different kind of financial instruments, you know, buy different kind of financial instruments with different risk level. This is our kind of risk diversification. But what these big big guns are doing are like twofold of what we are doing in which they already have what we are doing with their individual traders but they also have a lot of traders so that their losses and their profits are properly balanced and the last thing that we are going to look at on why people actually lose their money is leverage so leverage is neither good nor is it bad it's just a double-edged sword so how leverage works is that it's a multiplier so if you make one dollar for example and you have a leverage of two in the end you are going to make two dollars by just in investing or trading with one dollar that you have it sounds good all in all but it's not always so good because when you lose money the amount will be multiplied as well and here's the thing right we are not going into that because it's quite obvious but in the question of whether you can get rich by trading the issue is if you are a normal trader you work day to day and your salary is normal you know you can't consider yourself rich so the only way for you to get rich is by going for leverage which is you know by multiplying what you earn let's be honest with ourselves like trading doesn't give you that much money like you know you could call yourself lucky if you can make 10% out of the trade that you do for the day and that could go for a few hundred bucks but in order for you to get rich you can't just live on for a few hundred bucks right so how do you go for it you go for leverage you know you multiply your profit but here's the thing leverage requires you to have the money to back it up if you lose so here's a simple way of putting it if you want to make $1,000 from the $500 that you already have, you need to have that $1,000 first. Why? Because if you lose your money, you are going to have to pay another $500. So in the end, you will always have to have $1,000 in your account. So if you have the amount to leverage to a point that you can be rich, it means that you're already rich. So this is not the podcast for you but in many cases if you want to go for leverage the amount that you can leverage will depend on how much money you have so if you are not already rich then you can't really leverage that much and if you can leverage that much it means that you are already rich simple isn't it now let's move on to what you can do as a trader to trade better but before that let's have a little break it's been quite a while isn't it Milkshake, 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 candy bar. Ooh, 
Thank you for staying with us. So we will get to this very quickly. What you need to do to trade better is to set your expectations straight. You know, it's not a rich quick scheme. Let's just put it this way. Anything that is too good is too good. Trading is just like a normal job. You can't get rich quick. You have to work your way up. You know, it, it takes time. It takes learning. It takes knowledge. Sometimes you can't even go from place A to B. Sometimes you go from A to B to C and suddenly you realize you're back at point A. That's how trading is. And secondly, don't jump into day trading. Day trading may seem fun, but it's not really fun. It takes a lot of time. You need to be eyeing the market 24-7. I mean, I'm exaggerating it a bit, but that's almost like what it is. It's very risky. You can lose your money very easily here. So if you really want to go into trading, you can either go for swing trading, which is like a few days to a few weeks kind of hold. And you can also go for position trading, which would go for around weeks to years of holding. And this is just to get the gist of how trading feels like on the strategy, on the risk and everything else. And next is that you have to be packed with knowledge and I don't think we have to explain this anymore. You need to have knowledge in everything that you do. You can't be a doctor without knowledge. You can't be an engineer without knowledge and as much you can't be a trader without knowledge. And here's a point that I would like to emphasize again is that the big big guns in the industry will always hold the advantage and they are not your friends. You know, it's a dog eat dog world. Whatever they advise you, whatever they tell you to buy, take it with a grain of salt. Maybe it's a good buy, maybe it's a bad buy. Who knows? They know. You don't. So do your own research. And here's another way of actually getting rich if you trade, which is by trading well, right? So you make a lot of profit, not that much, but you make good profit, you know, presentable profit. So what you can do is take that portfolio, show it to a few trading firms and make them hire you for a big fat paycheck. That is how you're going to get rich from trading. Not from trading itself, but from the paychecks that you get by proving your ability to trade. That's it. Or this is almost the easiest way out is to invest instead. Investing is not like trading, you know. Investing is for the long term. Again, it's not a rich quick scheme, so it will always take time. As a conclusion, I would like to tell our fellow listeners that life is something that you will have to work for. There's nothing that is too easy in life unless if you are born rich. But if you're not, then you know, gotta work it out. So thank you for listening to us. And we hope to see you again in our next episode. And as usual, this episode is produced by Shafika. Luke is our fact checker. Eng is our sound engineer. And I'm your host, Dean. And if you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, do email us at hello at xhash.com. And feel free to visit our website, subscribe to our newsletter. You can also go to our Medium page to get our insights and guides or tips and tricks. You name it. See you on our next episode.